to do just listen to esther say positive and fun it's esther club hello and welcome to esther club um right out the gate we got a phone call with rick glassman so i'm going to get to that right now and then afterwards we will resume just you and you and i hello rick yeah what's going on uh i just told you um i just got home i i drove a long way to a grocery store i think i wanted to go to and now i'm, I'm i do so little in my every day that i feel like i just had a full day of work okay well i you didn't tell me that before but I, this is this is esther oh i'm sorry i thought i was talking to a guy i went to high school with and would used to because i'm insulting you hey esther <laughs> Hey, Rick. Uh, so I saw that a new episode of our potential podcast came out today. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? Well, Keena Thompson, that <laughs> podcast came out today. And I don't, even on your own podcast, you don't know how to, <laughs> how to ask a question with substance. Uh, well, Esther, uh, yeah, it came out today. What do you think about it? How is it? What are, where are you at with it? Well, um, I think it's funny. I think uh, it's. I think that based on our previous conversations of you doing nine podcasts and being a little overexposed, the idea of making this a Patreon podcast is uh, in the cards for me. And last we spoke, in the cards for you as well, Esther. How do you feel about that? Or should I say, what's up with that? I I feel open to whatever you know it's obviously you know it's obviously work um having to see you but um I'm open to if it's funny and if people watch it and like it I'm open to continuing it Esther are you reading that what you're what are you saying right now (laughs) are you are you that uncomfortable when you're on a podcast is this what it is what well I'm definitely open you know it's work Seeing you, seeing you, seeing you. Oh, it's it's work seeing you. Oh, that's funny. Thanks, Dave. It's work seeing you, but I think it might be worth it. What do you guys think, Esther's fans? You think we should start a Patreon? What do you think? Oh my gosh! Thumbs up, going. Are you gonna? Do, you could do this as a, a premiere on YouTube. You ever do those? No, what's that? Where you uh, you premiere it at a certain time that you pick, so it's like it, it airs on television at that time. So everybody watches it together. They tune in at that time, and if they show up like 10 minutes late, they continue at that time. Oh, that's uh, fun. And then everybody is in there together, so you're chatting with each other. Oh, there's and, a chat um, room. Yeah, it's a chat room, I guess you could call it that, but it's more just like a, a live comments, they call it. Mm-hmm. And then people could be like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Or, oh, why is he so mean to you? He's not even fucking funny, that fucking loser. It's like, all right, relax. I could tell after you posted the podcast because all the comments are all, like, uh, from my point of view because my fans are like, yeah, Esther, good thing she's blurry. And then once you post it and, like, eight people come over, it's people like, why is he so mean to her? <laughs> yeah. Now, Rick, do you remember the first time you met me? Uh, I remember the first time I saw you. I don't know if I met you then. You were on stage with Don Barris and Tony Hinchcliffe. Oh. And what, and what did you think? 
uh, a thought that, uh, well, that would actually, like, everything we do is, like, I'm busting your balls. Um, but if I told you what I really thought of you when I first saw you, it would be actually mean. <laughs> I, I, first of all, I did think you were a kid because you played a kid character. You're yeah. like, I'm a little kid. And then, like, somebody's spitting in somebody's mouth and then somebody else is pulling out their dick. And it's just like, this play, I was also new to, like, that place. I was like the comedy store. Yeah, and and you know, it, of course, it, it was you know it's not going on now. But up until you know fairly recently, there still is like a little bit of a turnover where, as it gets later, it gets a little bit more like a weird, you know, yeah. underground club. Yeah. But but back then it was even more so. Like once it hits whatever the time is, two, like because it would go to like three sometimes, like at two a.m. or a little earlier. It would then be like crazy town, and I, it was what the fuck is going on? And you were on stage, and I don't know if you had just broken up with Tony or you were currently breaking up with him, but you guys were playing an act of Tony being so mean to you. And I, I, I feel like I remember Don spitting in your mouth. All right, that is disgusting. Of course, nobody spit in my mouth. I knowing you, I don't believe that's the case, but I remember that. So it must have been you on stage, and somebody else got to spit in, or somebody said it, or you made jokes, or. The this whole thing is... was just a big turnoff. I was like, why is this unattractive fourteen-year-old being humiliated by this <laughs> this this group of bullies? <laughs> I had a rough start. No, it was fun. I got to. It was very like interactive, live, like prank. I was faking being fourteen. People were confused. People were concerned. It had a you know. I, I'll say it. It had an Andy Kaufman undertone. Well, just because you make people think something's real doesn't make it an Andy Kaufman undertone. Hmm. Well, you were just you were just flailing in public. Uh, well, I wouldn't say flailing unless it's what you're referring to my dance moves as. Because I, I, I don't think you were dancing back then. I was. I, mean, I know you danced as a kid, but it seemed like comedy store you're dancing took took backstage to the the kid act how'd you get into the kid act by the way <laughs> is it because you look young so like you like i can trick people you mean at the st at the comedy store yeah well like early in your stand-up your your whole thing was i mean a girl i hate this everybody thinks that i was like a like i was the young stand-up i was never that that's never been my personality but yes when i late night when don Barris said does anyone want to come on stage i raised my hand and i came on stage and that they we just improvised it he asked me how old i was and i just started acting awkward and i just said well, that, that was improvised that's brilliant i thought that was written are you joking no, that was that's really it. Really came together. Yeah, it was improvised and refined every night. It was different. I mean, we did it every night for a year. It was we'd go to like you said, like three a.m. Obviously, it was not like being in law school, but it was it was kind of work creatively. Would you say it was more work than podcasting with me? No. After I. That you have grown into such an amazing, I don't want to say comedian, I'll say personality. Okay. And I'm really proud of, I'm really proud of you when you found like a, a smart writer to live with. 
guess, but I guess with you. Well, I guess people who are watching Esther Club today should go watch Rick and Esther have a time and like it. And Esther, will you point up to the t uh, where it would be screen right, top right corner? Top right. I don't know which way. Lift, I think it'll be your right hand. Lift both hands. <laughs> and point to the corner. And then put in the animal. You can put in a card so it like, like that thing pops up where it says click for to watch. I don't know how to do that. Right. But I just did the pointing, and people do really need to watch it and comment if they want to see more because we really don't know. This is yeah. not a prank. It's not a prank. Um, <laughs> the, the worst prank show. <laughs> do you think you'd be willing to? When does this episode come out? Tomorrow. Um, do you know if I tell you how to do a premiere, you should do it as a premiere. Why? And you just watch it live with them. How long is this? Let's see, we've been on the phone for nine minutes. So this podcast is ten minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, do a premiere so you can chat with people and they can write back to you. I do it sometimes. It's a it's a night with your fans. I will do a premiere. I don't know if I can do it tomorrow, but I will definitely do a premiere. And please comment below if you guys want me to do a premiere. First of all. No, no. For premieres, you want them to comment to, to the side. Below is more things about this particular episode. How can you comment to the side? I don't have side comments. Oh, turn on side comments. All right, Rick, you know what? It's been a time. <laughs> yes, we have had a time. Rick and us. <laughs> Rick Glassman. And today, my special guest was a boy I went to high school with. Before I hang up with you, Esther, I do have a question. Why is that an insult? Why is calling a girl a boy an insult and calling a boy a girl an insult? I think there's a stigma there that we need to erase, and we should talk about that next episode. I totally agree. You know, it's just because that's the humor I grew up with, and it's a little bit outdated. Yeah, I think I think it's more than the humor. I think it's the society and the stigma that that we have uh, the, the, this 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 that we have towards men are supposed to only be masculine, and women are supposed to only be feminine. And I'm not joking when I tell you I'm proud of my feminine side, and I love your masculine side. I love my masculine side too, but. Uh, yeah, I I think I have little boy energy or mustache. Yes. <gasps> I'm sorry. I thought that's what you were gonna say. Oh. <laughs> I, I was. I wasn't meaning to. I was just like guessing what you were gonna say. I'm sorry. Got it. Got it. Understood. Well, Rick, it's been a time, and I cannot wait to uh, to do this again. You know. Well, yeah, I will say. I will say. I did have a nice Rick and Esther have a time. Point again, Esther. Point. Point. Okay. Point up with you. Okay. And I'll tell you how to put those things in. All right. Got it. I'll see you later. Goodbye, Rick. All right. You can, you can, you, you, if you guys, you're, well, you're, I was going to plug, what? I was going to plug my, uh, my TikTok. Okay. Is now a good time or yeah. we, we, do you want to redo, reset that part? Go ahead. I'll do it. I'll do it. Uh, yeah. I'll do it from the last part. Uh, you know, I, we really, that was really a Rick and Esther have a time. Now, you guys can check me out at TikTok. That's at TikTok. <laughs> My name's Rick Glassman. All right. Well, we'll see you. And, Rick, you know you don't follow me back on TikTok, and that is something we will have to address. Oh, I'll follow you. You know, Esther, you don't tweet or do any publicity for Rick and Esther time without me asking you to. That's, That's not true at all, Rick. I will, I will go through your Twitter right now. Please hold. I tweeted it today. Did you? Yes, of course I did. 
Serpozitsky. I tweeted it and Instagrammed, and you didn't ask me. Wait a minute. Your tweet that says, what do you think of this dot 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 with a URL and no image so nobody knows if it's a spam website. That's why I did that. It's strategic so people won't know what they're clicking on. They'll be so curious. They'll click. No, when they don't know, they don't click. You have 15 likes on it. <laughs> I completely disagree, but you know what, Rick? Fair enough. I will retweet your tweet. I will do it as soon as I'm done with this podcast. What do you guys think? If you think Esther should give a picture or a little more context, leave some comments on the side. Otherwise, There's no uh, side comments. There's no fucking side comments. Have a good day. Goodbye. That was Rick and Esther on the phone. You know, Rick and I, it's complicated. It's not simple. It's not simple. But it is complicated. Um, hello. Welcome to Esther Club. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Um, you know, we're, there's a lot going on in my, in my podcast arena of my, in the, in the, in my avenue of business called, in my, okay, I got it. Let's say you had a file folder. And you had all your different businesses in your file folder. You know, you got your cloud storage business, your cybersecurity business, your sleepover by Esther business, and then you have your podcast business folder. So for me, my podcast business folder has been a little bit wacko today, like lately, because, you know, I'm doing this potential podcast with Rick. I have another potential podcast I'm doing. And so I've been so focused on those two things that Esther Club, I'm kind of just like, what is this? But then last week I told you guys I was not sure if I was going to continue Esther Club and you guys came for me. And I'm not going to say that I didn't like it because boy do I love when people are like, no, you have to keep doing it. So I'm going to keep doing this show. You know, does it lose me money to do? I'm not going to answer that. But I'm going to keep doing it. I appreciate the connection we have here, and it's a place for me to talk about stuff. So that is a-okay with me. Now, I have some thoughts, some notes. I'm going to refer to them. I cannot wait to open them and have it be blank and then just be stuck here, embarrassed. Um, so I have, I do have a top five-ish. Last week, we did types of pasta. This week, we have the top five. The top five-ish is when you list your top five favorites of any kind of thing, any kind of subject. So my top five this week is items on a nightstand. You heard me right. This is the top five items that you would find or have on your nightstand. One, glass of water. You better have a glass of water on your nightstand, okay? I usually have a can of still liquid death. You guys know I love liquid death. Code sleepover, 10% off. Um, a, a glass or a vehicle of water of any kind. Two, lotion. I know what you're thinking. To jerk off with. No. <laughs> no. I, no. I always like to have some lotion as a soothing opportunity. 
So I don't typically use body lotion. Like I'm just not that into it. I, I don't, I'm not. But if I can't sleep at night, let's say I'm lying there and I'm just having a really hard time sleeping and I just need to relax. Like lotion is just kind of like one, one way to not be so wrapped up in your own head, right? Like you're, it's just like something to do. It's like, oh, I'll just grab the lotion. Like it rubs the lotion on. I had to say that. I had to talk. I had to give the Silence of the Lambs reference. I'm a fucking loser. I'm wearing a shirt that says Psycho on it and it has a picture of the Psycho house. Is it a flattering shirt? No, it's not. But it's my favorite. My favorite movie. So I like this shirt. Um, anyways, lotion. What's next on the list? CBD. I will do a little droppy, droppy of CBD or a CBD lotion. So those two can kind of be the same thing. Number four, melatonin. I take the brand, I think it's called Source Naturals and they're these little chewable melatonins. I just, I have a new rule. Like I have to always have those nearby because I don't want to, I want to, I want to beat insomnia. I don't want insomnia to own me. I want to own it. So, and I don't really have chronic serious insomnia, but I do have, I struggle falling asleep. So, because, you know, the brain goes and it goes. So I want to be prepared at all times how to shut it down. And so if I have melatonin just kind of nearby, I know I'm always, I have a line of defense. And then the last item on a nightstand is a pretty boring one, but it is a box of tissues. I have really bad allergies. I, I don't know why. I don't know if it's like the ghosts in my home. They're haunting me. They're making me sneeze. They're making me blow my nose and have a hard time breathing through my nose. So I'm always blowing my nose. I'm always uh, picking out some drips and drabs. So I have a box of tissues. Um, I'm very curious though, for real, please either message me, text me, comment below. What do you keep on your nightstand? Um, I think it's you know, you know, there's the Us Weekly, like, what's in your bag? Celebrities show you their bag. Or, like, I used to go through people's bags on stage back when there was live shows. Like, I think that, that now I'm so much less curious about what's in your bag. And I'm so more, way more curious. What is on your nightstand? What is on your, like, think about it right now. Like, what the fuck is on your nightstand? Something's on there and it might be, like, weird. I don't know. I won't know until you comment below. Okay, I have a ugh, I have a stupid anti-sadness this week. Is this really my anti-sadness? Ew. Anti-sadness, if you're new here, is a segment where we talk about what we're going to do this week to keep us from being sad. Because trying to be happy is too hard. So we'll just try to not be sad. My anti-sadness is to sit still and close my eyes for one minute on the clock. So basically I've heard over the years like, oh, if you're overstimulated or if you don't know what to do, if you're stressed or anxious, just close your eyes for a few minutes and you will be, you'll, you'll either get re-energized or you'll calm down. And they say five minutes, but I just decided that I was going to have it be one minute because, so let's say you're like scrolling your phone or, you know, you're, you're back and forth from email to email, like just set the timer for one minute, sit still, close your eyes that's I'm talking to myself Esther that's what you're gonna do okay um I am <laughs> I'm learning 
I need to pull TikToks for you guys because I am genuinely learning so much on TikTok. Um, I get financial advice. I am learning little decorative advice. Like I got these LED strip lights and put them under the, it was like $11 and I, I, I put it under um, the, what's it called? The bathroom sinky thing. Why am I explaining that? You don't forget it. I hate myself. I hate myself. I, I, I don't, but no, I do want to talk about something a little more serious, which is what exactly what a comedy podcast is for. Um, the comedy store family lost a very important member, an irreplaceable member, Jeff Scott. Um, he passed away this past, I think it was a few weeks ago now. He was the piano player ever since definitely the my whole time at the comedy store and certainly long before I got there and Jeff Scott was originally you know he was a the like he was a Pee Wee Herman impersonator and so he was a comedic performer and he was an extreme musical talent and he was at the comedy store every single night I actually believe he did not work on Monday nights am I right I don't know but he was there I believe six nights a week and he played piano in between every single comedian on every show in the original room. And it's really hard to imagine that he's actually gone. And it it's something that I'm not really fully able to process. But he was such a wonderful, happy, energetic person and very welcoming. And, you know, I didn't always fit in with everyone at the comedy store which seems pretty easy to tell, right? It's a lot of guys. It's a lot of older guys. A lot of them, you know, are drinking. They're smoking pot, you know, doing all these things and very much bonding with each other in a way that I I never was a part of that scene, that part of things. But Jeff Scott was the only other person I knew at the comedy store who absolutely loved musical theater. And so on any night of the week that I'm there and there's all these broy guys I've always who Jeff Scott is very close with but I always had my special connection with Jeff over musicals and I remember I would when I first got to the store I would sit in the showroom before the first comedian went on when Jeff would play his music because I was you know as we kind of talked about in the phone call with Rick I was really obsessed with the comedy store this the day my first day there when I went there I it's like I never left I showed up one night for the open mic and then I went back every single day for probably two years and that's not an exaggeration and I went there and I would show up at about 8 30 before the 9 p.m show started I would sit in that showroom and I would watch the show all night until about 1 a.m when we started this kind of late night music dance bit that would go on, like I said, around one, sometimes long past two, depending on how late the audience would stay. So now they don't do things like that at the comedy store anymore because it's a little, it's gotten more corporate in the last like five or six, seven years. So anywhere I was going with that was that I would get there 830 8.45, Jeff would start, he'd play piano in the showroom before the show started. So when they were seating, seating the audience, he would play his music. And I would just sit there and I would just 
take it in and absolutely love it. And after he was finished playing, I remember I would run up to him and be like, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. What was that song? And he'd be like, oh, that was Delovely. You know, he always was playing Cole Porter. And I just, I've always really loved live music because I grew up going to musicals. And so Jeff was just like this small piece of home within that building. And I'll never forget when I first heard him play from Gypsy. And right afterwards, this, you know, this was probably sometime within my first two years at the comedy store. And I ran up to him and I was like, curtain up, light. You know, I started singing. I'm like, I cannot believe you're playing Gypsy. And he's like, and he starts singing it with me. And we were just singing it. So here we are, these two musical theater freaks amongst all the like smoking, cool, drinking comedians. And we're just like singing our hearts out in the parking lot acting a you know just a goof and ever since that night every single time he brought me on stage he played that song everything's coming up roses and you know we're talking 10 years of that so 10 years that has been my song and it, it just he, it makes me feel so special that he always played it for me and make it always made me feel that little piece of acceptance that little piece of home that Jeff was able to provide me like I said in a place where I did not always fit in did not always feel welcome I mean it was always my place you know my stage but I mean you guys know how this shit goes like I don't want to call it a boys club but it is a boys club and sometimes like you know if you're not the girl of the week like whatever that means I don't know but they people don't like you and there's always been times there where people just don't like me and I I don't take that seriously or personally in any way you know because when I first got there there was the girl that all the guys hated and I, I don't feel like I was ever that anyways but it really it's really easy to feel like you don't fit in and Jeff always made me feel this very special safe connection that we had and I i I'd find it hard to believe that not every single comedian there had that with him. I'm sure they did. I'm sure that he had that with everyone in his own way. He made everyone feel welcome, everyone feel at home, and he really is a part of history of the comedy store. And it is, it's, it's so sad that he's gone, and it's going to be weird and sad and hard to go back without him. If there even is a go back without him, I don't know. I don't know what the future of that is, but um, I, yeah, you know, I, I this is a point where I don't know what to do because now I'm just talking about someone who passed away who I care for. Wh- what do I do? Do I like say a message to him on the podcast? Like that doesn't make any sense. Um, I think I just wanted to share what a what a wonderful experience it was to know him and and how meaningful it can be to create a small connection a small relatability with someone in a in a world in a bigger place where you know they may not have that so I don't don't ever ask me to speak at your eulogy give you your eulogy if you're out there because I don't think I would do good so this 
has been Esther Club. I guess. I'm sorry. No, I'm not sorry. Because I told you I was sorry last week and you guys were like, no, 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 no. We like it. We like it. So you're out there. I appreciate you. I'm going to shout out Prima Skincare because they're fucking good. And that's what I have on my nightstand. Prima.co. Use code SLEEPOVER. 20% off at checkout. And you know Liquid Death. You love it. LiquidDeath.com. Code SLEEPOVER. 10% off. There's a new item that I'm going to have to... I don't... They're not a sponsor, but I'm shouting them out because I'm going to make them become a sponsor. Behave Gummies. If you're out there, first of all, restock... And second of all, what do you put in these? Because they're so good. They're like low sugar candy, but it's actually good. And they're all sold out. So I don't even know why I'm just torturing you. I'm not even going to tell you anymore. I'm just going to tell you that this, I'm going to send this episode to them and I'm going to say, talk to me. I've got words. Okay. Now it's been Esther Club. That's it. I'm like, I, I got nothing. Nothing else. We chatted. We, we loved. We laughed. We cried. Until next time.